Hey, yeah, quarantine episode number 47. Now, sometimes I cover favorite sports players who wore number 47. Now, I know number 47 because I wore this jersey a lot growing up. This is the number of my man, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, current San Francisco 49er general manager, John Lynch. If you want to see someone drop the boom, just type into YouTube John Lynch highlights and just be, be, be prepared to cringe a little. Man, that man could lay a hit. It was so fun to watch. I love that part of my childhood. I always wanted to hit like John Lynch and Mike Allstott because they just they, they dropped the shoulder and they laid out the competition. Now, hard segue. <laughs> we are in the love of God. Um, and John Lynch definitely did not extend the love of God on the football field. And we're talking about the threefold love of God. Yesterday, we talked about his benevolence. Today, we're talking about his beneficence. Big word. SAT word for those of you that are prepping. We're going to be in a lot of scripture today. We're going to be in Romans 7, Matthew 5, and John 8. So if you want to pause it and kind of put fingers in those sections, you can. Because the text has a lot to tell us about the beneficent love of God in, within the threefold love. So here we go. So here's the primary difference, right, between the love of benevolence and the love of beneficence. And it's the difference between willing and doing. Willing, as we discussed last time, and doing, putting that will into action, right? So just as God's love includes his good will, it also includes his good actions on behalf of his creature. Well, that seems like a nitpicking thing to differentiate, right? But as we're going to see here in Romans 7, we fail to do this all the time. You know this because you are warring with the flesh constantly. You do things that are wrong, and I do things that are wrong, that we know that they're wrong, and we still do it. We know that it'll hurt others, and it'll st we still do it. We know that it does not, uh, is not an action that loves our neighbors or loves our enemies. We know it, and we still do it. And even, as Paul's going to tell us, when we do things that are good, they are littered with sinful desires behind them, sinful motivations, right? I want to I be on the worship team. That's a good thing. You should be on the worship team. But is it the worship of the Lord, or is it, well... I'm going to be seen in front of a lot of people and a lot of, you know, a lot of people are going to say, good, you got a great voice or you, you play the, in the instruments really well. Oh, I, it, it's, it's quick. Our hearts are quick to cling to building our own kingdom, even in the midst of us. Um, and even if there is some desire to build the kingdom of God and Paul breaks that down here because with God, it's not so. 
God does not war with sinful desires. So his will matches his actions perfectly. So let's look at Romans 7, what Paul has to say about how we are... (laughs) We struggle with this, right? Our love of beneficence, man, I did not do my tongue twisters this morning to loosen up the tongue. And benevolence, their distinction. Romans 7, starting in verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not do, not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Again, it's talking about what motivates us. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells, for to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. This is the spiritual warfare. This is the sanctification struggle that we find within us. It's the struggle between our own goodwill and our bad will. Now think about this. We think about Paul as a saint, right? But I love Paul's authenticity here. He's, he's being real, right? Hey, y'all, look at me. I've written, you know, he, he's written books of the Bible. And he struggles with sin. He's preached all over Rome. And yet he still struggles with what are my motivations behind the good things that I do. You know, the longer, farther we get along in our sanctification journey and enjoying the love of God, we enjoy the love of God more and more, not because we become um, more holy or religious in our disposition, but because we become more and more aware of our sin and we realize that God still loves us in the midst of the great sin that we commit. Hopefully that encourages you. You see, the beneficence or the benefits, right, that we receive of his goodwill actions extends to everybody. Extends to everybody. And if we are mirrors of God, we too will extend the loving actions of our God to our neighbors and our enemies, which is so countercultural. Turn with me to Matthew 5, Jesus speaking the Sermon on the Mount, and he talks about how the benefits of the love of God are extended to all people in creation. This is what he says, starting in verse 43 through 48. 
You have heard that it is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. We're going to get back to that in a second. Notice there that it is not um, one's lineage that determines being a son of God, but one's obedience that determines one to be the son of God. Okay? Continuing. For he makes sure his son in the sky, rise on evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's important to note here, this is what R.C. says, or to observe that the context of Jesus' teaching on the providential care of God is an exhortation to love not only our neighbors, but our enemies as well. That we need to, and, and it is a test of our sonship, right? That are we sons of God? Look, you're not a Christian just because you were born into a Christian family, even though Corinthians tells us that you are set apart as holy in some regard. But you are a Christian if the Spirit of God dwells within you, and because of it, you begin to walk in obedience with the Father. Jesus disputes this with the Pharisees in John 8. Remember, the Pharisees are the religious leaders of the day. They're like the super Jews, right? If they had t-shirts, they probably would have worn t-shirts that said super Jews. Because that's how the community viewed them. That's how even the Romans viewed them. But Jesus says, not so. Because he's challenging the Pharisees here. Listen, um, we're going to start in John 8, verse 30. He spoke these words. Many believed in him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. So he's speaking to the ones who are following him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It also can be set you free, right? They answered him. We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be freed indeed. They replied, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but, oh, sorry, Jesus says, I know you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my words have no place in you. I speak what I've seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. 
for I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he who sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. Now, one, I can't imagine being in that crowd, right? Jesus is calling the Pharisees sons of the devil. But he makes it clear, right? If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham and therefore be a son of Abraham. The idea here is that sonship involves obeying the Father by loving what the Father loves. And since the Father loved his beloved Son in this section, it was inconceivable, all I can hear is the princess bride there, to Jesus that anyone could be a child of the Father and at the same time hate his Father's beloved Son. And we see this, unfortunately, even in the liberal church today. Those who make a Jesus in their image and remove many of the teachings that Jesus taught because they don't like it. I hate that Jesus. I don't like a Jesus that talks about hell. I don't like a Jesus that talks about sexual purity. I don't like a Jesus that tells us to forgive and to love our neighbors. And when we do that, we act like a Pharisee, and we show that we may not be sons of the Father, but sons of the devil. Jesus ends the discourse, John eight forty five through 47 But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Now, what does that mean for the Pharisees? Will they not enjoy or have anything good come to them in this lifetime? See, this is where the love of, uh, the benefiting love of God sets in. Is that God's love extends to the just and the unjust alike in his love of beneficence in what is known theologically as common grace. And that is common grace extends to all people on earth. When people say, I can't believe in God because of how many bad things are in the world. I, one of my internal responses is, how can you, how many good things have been given to you? We know how bad humans are, right? We've seen Holocaust after Holocaust after Holocaust on literally every continent. We know the depths of depravity of the human soul. But f for the most part now, justice seems to reign pretty well on the majority of the planet. Good things happen to you every day in the midst of how sinful people are. And that is common grace. God extends his love of benefits to his creatures in the midst of a very fallen world. 
And so the the righteous and the unrighteous can enjoy the good that God grants them daily. The smile from a loved one, the food on the table, the air that we breathe um, in Texas, the air conditioning that we enjoy. We can smile at the goodness of God and the benefits that God has extended to his creation and all those things. And here's the kicker, though. When the rain comes, when the storm comes, the unrighteous tend to mock a God they don't believe in or shake their fist at a God that they say does not exist. While the righteous know that all things work together for the good of those who are in Christ Jesus because he even uses the sufferings that we receive to extend to us the benefits of his love as we are made more into his image. Mm. It's a good truth. Sit in it today. Peace. Peace.